now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Good morning. <laughs> That's me trying to sound like this is not a take two. It's Yolanda at DryerBuzz. And uh, I got, I started and I got going, all full disclosure, transparent and truth. I started, I, uh, I started going and, and I realized like as, as I was all into my conversation, I said, let me just go ahead and start bringing up, uh, grab my other device here and get started and realize I was only on one platform. So, you know, we are doing a little bit of tr- testing out some multi-string. I know everybody's testing, but this is not a test. This is a real conversation. First thoughts of the morning, uh, both eyes open today. Okay. And just working through our antidotes. And, and, and I love the fact that I, I said on the other one, I get to do a reset because I was going down a wormhole quickly, fast, and in a hurry. So I'm grabbing my journal. I hope you grab yours and keep a calendar near as well. We're going to uh, talk through the day. This is where we talk about how to get out of bed. Let me tell you what got me out of bed this morning. I slept unusually hard last night. I came in about the same time, you know, my Sundays and Mondays are my two busiest days. No, my Thursday, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday, right? And then I kind of alternate. I have some burn days in there. Most of you have heard me say a time or two that I function on a nine-day cycle, not necessarily a seven-day week. It's all about what you subscribe to. But I'm doing this thing of, um, uh, haven't started working out yet, so I'm carrying a little bit of extra weight. I know that's another wormhole. And then also I'm letting my hair grow. So in that I wanted to, when I woke up, I'm like, I cannot start today like this. I brought, I brought everything that went on yesterday into bed. I'm waking up with it. I need some clarity. I, I feel heavy. I feel tired. I need to, I got to get some energy. It's Monday. It's the beginning of the week. All right. Or the beginning of the cycle or whatever. However, it feels like it's about to be one of those days. If I, if I go into the day with all of this, it's going to, I want to change this trajectory that I'm on. What does that for me? A nice, hot, long shower. And I love that I get to wake up, that I'm in a phase of life where there's nothing that truly wakes me up. No trauma, no urgency. It's like, oh, you get to wake up and just have some clarity. Uh, the phone's not ringing, no knocks on the door. You know, the utilities are on, all that stuff that we those of us who, who live in this world of anxiety kind of thing deal with, right? So I was like, let me go take a shower. So I uh, grabbed one of my, I wanted to use the, the current soap, shame, real shameless plug here because I support friends, is I use natural soap by Zakia. And one of the reasons I use natural soap by Zakia because it's natural and, and you stay cleaner longer. And I, I, can, I can tell you all the things. I love the glistening of my skin. But what I really love about natural soap by Zakia is you don't end up with a bunch of soap scum in your bathroom. So I don't have to do all that scrubbing. Let me tell y'all, if you, ever, if you ever needed another reason to try, you see all these people selling this natural soap, it doesn't leave any soap scum. And so I love the bathroom, right? So I was like, I'm going to go. I, I'm, I feel weighted. I feel tired. I know that I have the same amount of sleep. You know, the face is puffy. Hot shower. I cannot go into the day because if I get out of bed and try to go into the day, having taken everything from yesterday or the weekend into the bed with me, this day, that's going to put me on a trajectory where I'm not going to be productive at all. Okay. So I was like, stop. I need to go do the shower thing. And I'm opening up Periscope. So if I missed anybody there. All right. And we're also on a couple other places, but I went into, I took a long shower and I used the, I keep hearing about Everybody raving about the triple butter blend, but I'm a fragrance person. I love a good fragrance, right? But then I also have this, this all these different um, perfumes and colognes and things like that because my daughter works in the beauty industry, right? So I'm like, well, you know what? Well, let me try the triple butter blend. It's got no, um, it's got no uh, uh, perfume, no oils, no. Not, it's got the, it's all oils, but it didn't have the scent, right? It's just a nice clean bar. So right now. I'm just like naturally clean. And when I use natural soap by Zakia, yeah, I do smell myself all day. I'm like, oh my God, I smell good. But today, I'm just, it's just me. But I, I, let me talk about the hair. I'm letting the hair grow. So anybody that knows about rocking natural hair, and I'm one of those people, like I like a nice hot shower. You know, most women, we 
scald ourselves in the shower, right? So I will wet my hair in the shower, right? Because I usually don't have any hair. So I like the water, hot water running over my scalp. But when you're growing your hair, it's bad to wet your hair every day. So then you've got to have all, you've got to start this routine, these product routines of the moisture, the shampoo and all that kind of stuff. Right. And I'm okay with that. Cause I, I'm usually, I usually have, I mean, my, my website is called dryer buzz. So I usually have a multitude lifetime supply of hair product around. And, and I found these two products. Actually, I bought the sample size the other day. I was like, let me try these two because I'm at that point in my growth of my hair where I have to go from just the one thing, like a real nice pomade or a milk or a cream or something like that, or gel to now I have to start using things in combination. Well, so now I got to think about all that. Okay. And I'm like, well, I just want to wet the hair and just let it go. But no, it's feeling kind of dry because I just recently colored it again. Da, 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 da. So then now that it's growing. And if you subscribe to this, you know that when you're coily, kinky, and you're letting your hair grow, your intuition grows along with it. And you start to maintain within the memory of the hair. If you subscribe to it, uh, some things that are in either in order or out of order in the universe. So you end up with these thought patterns, these processes, some additional worries because now you're in tune, you know, hair makes you in tune to things. It's like antennas. And I think this is factual, right? And probably one of the reasons I do keep my hair cut short because I don't like carrying all this stuff. So that means that even though I'm trying to shower and wash this stuff off, I'm deeply meditating in the, in the hot water. And I'm like, okay, I'm picking up this. I'm picking up that. I'm like, Oh, these antennas on my head. All right. So now I'm like, okay, you know what? Tomorrow I may just hit up the barbershop. I don't think I can go through the summer. Um, no, to be honest, you're going bald. Let me tell you, I'm just thinking I have been trying day after day and not to go, not to head to the barbershop. And, uh, you know, my barber and I would go back to third grade. So all I have to do is walk in and sit in a chair. And she keeps me rocking a really nice mohawk, especially with the color. And you can kind of tell the mohawk is still there, but I was kind of letting it grow out because I wanted to do another cut style. But she knows my head better than I do, so I'm thinking about just heading back in and uh, doing the mohawk. Then I did do the color, and then I realized I've got a lot of new growth. So as y'all can see, that's my thought processes of the day. Right before I get to anything else, and I, and that's what I I cannot stand is to have to be bogged down with the hair thing. I'm telling you, so nice hot shower. I decided I'm gonna start the day with a not nice hot shower. Um, I'll figure out the hair stuff later, and then the dog is like, okay, you you're up, you're not up because the daughter is traveling, so that means the morning routine of the dog is probably gonna fall on me because the other daughter's like ain't moving. So I have got to figure out. So um. I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. We're recording this on the first day of the week, which some call Monday. And uh, a lot of people have today off because of a um, holiday that nobody wants to say what it is. And I think they're in the process of trying to get it declared something else. We won't mention it either. Um, So we probably got a larger audience today than we normally have. So shout out to all of you that are enjoying your day off. You are listening to how to get out of bed. This is where after 17 years of blogging, consulting, creating brand and marketing and social media marketing and all of that, trying to help everybody I know create buzz, come to realize some folk can't even get out of bed, including myself. There are things that happen in our life where we just can't simply get out of bed. And so I said, well, I'm going to share the process as it is affecting and affecting me, affecting those around me, uh, definitely uh, causing some traumatic experiences with my workflow and my workload. Um, it's causing some things that where other people need me to be what they need me to be. And I'm stuck trying to get out of bed. Right. So I said, let me share that process. And I said, well, you know what, if I'm blessed with the breath of life 
and the sun comes through yonder window, and we even have to do these even if the sun doesn't come through yonder window because there are times the sun doesn't come through yonder window. Although when the sun does peek through yonder window, it seems to be a better day. But even on a rainy day, if we can find motivation, something to be grateful for, some gratitude, uh, it's a good day. And so I said, well, if I wake up the breath of life, I'm going to take a few minutes. And that few minutes turn into a quarter of an hour, a half an hour, three quarters of an hour, sometimes an hour. And if the conversation gets really good, we keep it going. But I try to go about right about 45 minutes. And we're 10 minutes into all this conversation I just had. And then on a couple of the platforms, you guys can engage and, and, and give me some feedback. Not all, the, not all the time do I come in with the end. Sometimes I come in and how to get out of bed is specifically a question. Y'all, how do we do this today? I know, in fact, I looked down my timeline and I know some people had some horrible things happen yesterday. Some people had some great things yesterday. Some people, I, I didn't see a lot of food. <laughs> I didn't see, I don't think anybody was up to cooking because we didn't know, you know, you had bad weather, but yesterday yielded itself um, to where it was actually pretty good weather. It was beautiful here. Um, I probably wore <coughs> a little less, excuse me, a little less than I probably should have, which is hence the cough right there. So I got to make sure that I get my vitamin C in today. Um, so I hope, I hope everybody is starting the week off a little bit, a little bit better. And I know, and guess what? In fact, let's not pretend. I know some people are not starting the week off. So let's just send uh if you see something on your timeline like that, just pause for a minute for people. And uh, reflect, because we've all been there. And if you haven't, thank God. Thank God you haven't been there. And uh, But hopefully our hindsight can help you in your foresight. Okay, so we do start each and every day with a blank page in our journal. And some people are serious note takers. There will be a couple of things I would like to say, write that down. You know, or somebody type that in so we can remember that. But we just try to find just a word, a word, a little word of of, of motivation, Um, something that we can build from. And when I say build from, I have realized that how to get out of bed uh, needs to live in infamy, (laughs) which means it it has become a project, um, a project that will uh, in these audio, these podcasts. And if you don't find your antidote in this one, if you look back over my profile, you're going to see just your basic pink audio scopes. We are just a couple of days into using the branded scopes where you see my photo there and you see information that I'll bring that one back up information about the scope. Um, because like I said, this is a full on project. It's going to be my summer project to write some of this stuff down. So I each and every day I grab this journal here, one of these free journals that I've got at going to one of these mini events that sat around in one of the mini swag bags that we come home with. And I realized I got a lot of journals. So let me start writing. Let me start journaling these things. And so throughout this conversation, something will hit and that blank page will become something. We also try to come up with something to do physically. What can we do physically where throughout the day we can take note of a behavior? You know, if we want to modify our behaviors and assist, we try to find, thanks for the hearts. We try to find something to modify the behaviors because if we get to a point where we can't get out of bed, like I modified my behavior this morning. I'm like, okay, look, you need a shower, <laughs> right? I know you got nothing to do. I know you can just lay here and just kind of chill. You, and nobody's going to see you. But listen, you don't feel your best. Go take a hot shower. And here come the super hearts. How'd you do a super heart on that one? I thought they turned, thought everybody was turning the super hearts off. Uh, and let me tell you about the super hearts. I appreciate the super hearts, but I think um, um, people are worried about the super hearts. And the, the top tier has said no more super hearts. Um, so we have a campaign. If you swipe to the profile, you can support the efforts. And thank you so much for that, though. I, I really appreciate it. Um, but they have said that I guess the super hearts only benefiting Periscope. If you like to support your scopers, many of us are in what's called the funding season where we are, um, soliciting, soliciting your support. And if you swipe to the profile, you'll see my GoFundMe link, but don't just look for my GoFundMe link. All of the, your favorite content creators 
uh, either have a new product out. We we're getting ready to, we're pitching. We are pitching our projects. You notice I just said how to get out of bed is become a project. So we're all pitching our projects. Um, cause this, it, these are the funding rounds. Everybody's going to conferences, conventions and so forth. And they're in the process of packaging. One of the things I had to do was to begin to start packaging this, which is why you see the whole, how to get, how to get out of bed, um, thing going on there. Right. So let me take that. So there you see that going on. Yeah. I understand sweet Pete, And I didn't know either, um, except for the, the top group, the top scopers, they had a rallying and call of the minds because I was like you. I'm like, oh, I love this person. Let me hit them off with some super hearts. And um, there was a day that they all scoped and said no because one of the things is you don't get the benefit of, I think, the super heart unless you hit X amount of numbers. And many of us is not going to hit that astronomical, astronomical numbers uh, that the platform has to help you monetize your content, right? So that's why you see most people monetize in other ways, t-shirts, books, and all those things, courses, workshops, boot camps. Um, and, and then too, just really packaging our products and pitching. I am in that, um, and going into those rounds as well as we go to the book festivals and I'm getting ready to do live remotes and all just all kinds, all kinds of things, um, bringing all different partners and so forth. So just be mindful of that. And if you'd like to support what we're doing, um, swipe to the profile, you'll see our link because we're packaging. We got three things that we're doing the, uh, in the city with dryer bus in the kitchen with dryer bus. And then of course, like I said, just adding on this now layer of, how to get out of bed. So what we, let me jump back to behavior modification. I'm going to write that down, even though it doesn't sound sexy enough to be a chapter. Uh, but I like it. So behaviors, I'm going to write down behaviors and then I'm going to put under that, I'm going to put modification. We'll, we'll later find a sexy way to save it. You know, like just change, right? Just change yourself. Thanks for inviting followers. So one of my behavior modifications this morning was, before you hit that button, you know, just go, just go luxuriate uh, in, in your natural soap, in your shower, hot shower, clear your mind. It wasn't really a lot of things I needed to clear my mind. It's just that I noticed when I woke up, I just didn't have the energy pull. I didn't feel the energy force that I could truly pull from. And I'm like, okay, Whatever it is, let me send it down a drain. Let me go rinse it off me, right? And then plus, I wanted to put on my favorite house dress, you know, because I'm like, I get to kind of chill this morning. Um, I'm going to, I know, in fact, one of my, my television, my favorite television shows is now coming on an hour later. So I'm like, I don't know what to do with that hour. Let me move how to get out of bed to that time. And then uh, I get to go get some breakfast going after this, you know. I'm like behavior modification. Time yesterday, our our, our um, antidote for the day was time wise. Time wise, and and notice I just referenced time wise. So now I need to change some behaviors. Not only that, yesterday was one of those holidays where you had to be around family. You had to be around friends. Maybe you didn't have the family. Maybe you know you're in a situation where you couldn't get to certain people. Maybe there was, it was different. I know my holiday, I thought it was going to be different. Um, you know, I didn't really, I, my kids are like all over the world right now. And I'm like, Oh man, it's like the first, not the first holiday, but it's just, it's, it was again, more difference again, more adjustment again, something new. Right. And I'm like, and, and, and my anxiety to, to that is, is this always, Ooh, let's write that down. Is it always, is this always, that's just a question. Is this always, that's what keeps me from getting out of bed. Wondering, is this always, is it just a moment? Is it a one-off? Is this my new, you know, and my daughter told me who has a degree in psychology. It's like, you need to stop saying, um, what is the new normal, Right. First Easter alone, right? But then that's why I got out of bed thinking, oh man, I need to plan something. This is about to be my first Easter alone. So I text everybody that might have thought they could come this way. And I was like, oh, you know, well, 
I don't want us to get together and so-and-so's not here and so-and-so's not here. You know, so everybody just do your thing. And then my daughter texts back. She's like, okay. My oldest, she texts back. Okay, I ordered some some food. I ordered some groceries. I'll cook. It'll be ready about 4 o'clock. So then everybody else is like, well, okay. <laughs> so we ended up at her house where, again, I thought I got to find something to do. Uh, so it ended up being my, my oldest, my youngest, uh, my oldest daughter, my youngest daughter, my dad, and then my daughter's um, boyfriend. And we ended up having a dinner. And it wasn't, you know, my daughter made uh, cod. She made fried cod. And she's not even a meat eater. So it ended up being a nice, quick, good dinner. Uh, we ended up watching a movie. And then we debated on whether or not to watch you know, Game of Thrones, she was ready to put us out by the time Game I was like, oh, Lord, Game of Thrones coming up. She's going to put us out. Not watch it with me because she she's one of those, you can't watch nothing with her. She got to be in her zone, right? So I'm like, she packed, she packing up food. She <laughs> She's ready for us to go. And at that time, you know, I'm ready to luxuriate on her couch. You know, she's like, uh-uh, no. In fact, she wouldn't even watch the show because she don't want us trying to figure out, like, they're on season eight, and we try to figure out, what the hell is this? What are you even watching, you know? So she decides that she's going to let, uh, since she done packed up the food and given us all kind of hints to time to go, and nobody's moving, um, she decides, well, okay, what are you, I'm going to she's going to let us watch something. So we were picked trying to choose between the Motown thing. The Motown thing came on and confused the hell out of everybody. And we were like, what the hell is this? So then we ended up watching um, Housewives, Housewives Reunion, right? Oh, my God, that Motown stuff was like, it, it probably got good. I couldn't, I was so confused because I couldn't tell was it a replay of the part Grammy? And then I have to, I'm going to have to find it and fast forward through it so I can figure it out. Because I thought it said Motown 16 and it had Grammy in the description. So I was like, is this just a replay of the Grammys? And then they added on extra stuff or what? What is this? And then Stevie Wonder opened it up. And I'm telling y'all, I don't care how much y'all love Stevie Wonder. I can't tell what the hell he's saying. And I remember my dad, my dad is a DJ, okay, still a DJ in his 70s. And he used to be, back in the day, my dad used to make these mixes with Stevie Wonder. And Stevie Wonder, um, back in the day, if you ever seen an album, like a 33 and a half, you, it had the lyrics in there, right? You, every time, I used to love, everybody loves Stevie Wonder's music. But I had to go to the lyrics to understand what the hell the man was saying. And it's worse today. He Talk about mumble rappers. Stevie Wonder is that damn mumbling ass singer. I'm like, what the hell is Stevie saying? And the only way I know his songs is because back in the day, I pulled out the lyric sheet and sang along. And that's the only way you can sing along. Stevie Wonder, nobody knows what you're saying. I'm like, and then he gets up there and then he... I don't know if the brother don't want to go to sound check, don't want to go to rehearsal. It's like he tuning it, you know. I don't know. And I hate and know, I know it's so disrespectful to talk about Steve like that because he's probably the and I don't even know if, if he's I can't even say he's the coolest guy ever because he's divorced several times. He got babies galore. You know, I don't even know if he's that cool. He might that I don't know. Does that make him I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Stevie Wonder. <laughs> I know he's boss in the music industry and owns radio stations and, you know, his music is like amazing and it's the music of our time, but dude, you mumbling, I'm like, what is he saying? I know I love this song, but I don't know what song it is. I know I love this song. And I'm like on, on my phone every time he comes on trying to get to the lyrics right quick so I can see which song it really is and what he's saying. I'm like, so don't ever say anything else about these mumble rappers because go back a generation or two and it's like, whoa, we've been here before. Oh, we've been here before, y'all. That's something you can add to everything. We've, we've been here before. So I'm all frustrated. So they're like, okay, look, let's just watch something else because mom is like going through it, you know. So we ended up watching nothing, nothing better, um, The Real Housewives, y'all. I know I'm live from Atlanta right now. Y'all, I'm going to tell you, when I tell you that these are the worst representation, it, it, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. This, the, those women are the worst representation of the female species. I don't care if you say they, they get they paid, 
they influencers, they got this, that, and the other. Let me tell you, it, and I'm going to be real about reality TV. First and foremost, you don't get cast on reality TV unless you are 300% dysfunctional, okay? You don't even get a call back or a glance unless you're 100% dysfunctional. You don't get cast as an associate or friend unless you're 200 percent dysfunctional you don't get a starring role unless you are 300 percent dysfunctional and that dysfunction is growing say what you will talk about the process the wealth and it ain't even the wealth it's a little bit of riches it ain't even wealth okay because it's all it's, it's you acting an ass on television that shit don't transfer okay people were complaining about the editing of the motown show I, I didn't even see anything in my timeline, but that's what I'm saying. Was it a show or was it just clips of 60 years of Motown? I, I didn't get past Stevie Wonder. So, and I know, let me tell y'all, in my opinion, I think, let me tell you who I think the best singer performer is of, of my time. Okay. So I don't step on anybody else's toes. Fantasia. Now I know. She's dysfunctional. She got her stuff, her drama. They all do. In fact, watching this, we, we talked about this stuff yesterday. My, my kids went down this wormhole with my dad asking them about entertainers because a lot of them at one time or another called Atlanta home. A lot of them had, had homes in, in Atlanta. Atlanta, I know it's, too, it's, it's worse than Ratchet. Atlanta uh, is a place for live stages, and a lot of people don't realize that. Um, people think, you know, well, strip club, that is live. So, but Atlanta is, Atlanta's all about live. You, you come, you spend a couple of hours in Atlanta to a couple of days in Atlanta to a couple of weeks and months and all that in Atlanta, uh, you can experience everything in, in a live environment. So it was nothing to, to ride through Atlanta back in the day or even today. Look at the marquees when you're, you're going through Atlanta. You'd be surprised some of the names and talents you see on the marquee. And my dad, like I said, was a DJ, and then he also was in the hospitality industry, uh, food and beverage management, you know, entertainment, all of that. Um, not only that, he they he was part of a, a, a organization, a fraternal thing, all that, all that kind of stuff, right? So, and down on Auburn Avenue at that, and Auburn Avenue had so many stages back in the day. Um, you got the Royal Peacock and you had all these famous dinner restaurants and, you know, all of that. So it was nothing um, that these people were here, you know, in the hotels, like, like the most infamous story about Aretha Franklin showing out. And dad was telling the Aretha Franklin stuff last night, you know, because we got trying to figure out, you know, what's going on? What is this thing between... Aretha Franklin, or was between Aretha Franklin and Patti LaBelle. And, uh, and dad would say, well, back in the day, you know, Aretha was that person, you know, if she wanted somebody, she could have them. She was, she would just, you know, and, but the, the one person I guess she couldn't have was over Otis Redding, right? And they, so there's this infamous story about Aretha, um, that Otis was in the, ho- Aretha and Otis ended up in the same hotel and Aretha wanted Otis and, you know, Otis was, and, and make it so bad, these people were like in their 20s at this time, right? They were, they were young. And so he was talking about, you know, Otis, I guess Otis was dedicated to his marriage or whatever. Oh, no. Well, we started, my daughter asked about Sam Cooke and all the stuff going on with Sam Cooke and about the Bobby Womack showing up at the funeral with the wife and da-da-da-da-da and all this kind of stuff, right? So dad started telling all these stories. So mind you, this was more entertaining than whatever they call the 60 years of of Motel, right? Okay. So we start talking about all that. Oh my God. And he, he started telling all these stories. I'm like, well, how do we not, how did they keep all of this stuff? Why wasn't it all in the gossip? Cause you know, you can't do that stuff today, especially not with social media, but back then you used to have, you know, your gossip rags and the, and the, what they used to call them, the, the, uh, gossip reporters back then, but they would always just, you know, they would not necessarily name everybody as they do today. So, we just had an amazing time listening to that. And that's what getting together was supposed to be like. But like I said, I got home last night and I I just was like, I just took it all to bed. And I woke up today. I was like, oh, my God, I need 
church. I don't know where I was going with that, but I hope just that story of, of hanging out with him. But you know what? It's like you want to know something, ask somebody, and to hear to hear those kinds of stories. We just enjoyed that that the storytelling. He told us some stuff about those performers, and they said Aretha just tore that hotel up, um, trying to trying mad that she couldn't get to uh, Otis and. And there's something about, I know that they, she and Otis have the Respect song. He supposedly originally wrote it or recorded the Respect song or that the Respect song has to do with her and whatever went on or did not go on between the two of them kind of thing. Ooh, when you think about the lyrics of the song, you know, what you're trying to do to me and all that kind of stuff, honey. Because, you know, sometimes women will have all that stuff going on in their head and it don't be actual factual. I'm all about the actual factual. I'm all about the behavior modification. So apparently along the way, Aretha needed several. If you look at Aretha's old performances, and let me tell y'all, I'll tell y'all this, but behavior modification, um, I think it, I think Easter weekend, her, the movie, there's a movie out, um, Am- uh, Amazing Grace, which is... The video from a live recording that Aretha did, if you see that on your billboards, again, take a look at your marquees, your movie billboards and all that. Go see this movie. I saw it here in Atlanta at a screening, and I'm telling you, it's really good. Um, Take, if you want to, like, grab your mom, your dad, your auntie, or somebody, grandparents, uh, it's like a, it's like going to an old school revival. I don't know if if you grew up in church, you probably miss it because you definitely don't get that experience today. We talked about that yesterday. It's like you know people were reminiscing about what it used to be going to church Easter Sunday. You know, right now, like people, there's so much shame to people returning. Oh, this originally recorded it, but she made it a hit. Yeah, but the lyrics, they said the lyrics, maybe, ooh, if Otis originally recorded, maybe admit, there's a reason she recorded, it was something going on there, honey, it's a story, go look it up, but um, one of the things we also talked about yesterday is something that we miss, and I I have gone back to church a time or two, um, and what I miss about today's church, one thing I don't like about today's church is they don't have pulpits anymore, um, they all have a stage. It's literally just a concert. I'm like, don't ask me for a tie. Just go ahead and sell me a ticket price. Cause it's all theatrical. It's like damn Broadway. You know, there's more to be enjoyed in the song and dance than there is the sermon, the scripture. You know, there's very little scriptures all about women doing this and women doing that. And, you know, they just try to get the you know, Amen Corner has become has become just something awful, y'all. And then you got the multi multi location non denomination. I some of y'all need some of us ain't gonna say y'all. Some of us need to find a denomination again. We might need to find a denomination because this thing is getting all out of hand. Um, it really is. It's just it's too much. And I have gone and I have tried them all. I've tried the largest. I've tried the multi location. I've tried the little small one. I went to, I saw a little, little tiny church, a tiny church in my neighborhood. And it, it was a, a Methodist, which my grandparents uh, were very involved growing up. We were raised in a Methodist. I'll put it that way. And I thought, you know what? It's in the neighborhood. It's a tiny little church. I'm going to go. Y'all, I sit out. I was, I went to that church and I was like, oh man, I need some cash. So I doubled back to get to, to the ATM, which means at a Methodist church, if you don't get there at the right time, you don't, you, you're not getting in. So they left me sitting out in the vegetable. Oh, and I said, I said vegetable. The hell, I can't say it, y'all. In the lobby, <laughs> okay. I don't let the doors close. And you know, in the Methodist church, they got an order. Okay, and they're not gonna open these doors back up. You you're not coming up in here. You late. You gotta wait till they get to a certain part of the program for them for them ushers to open them doors back. So I'm sitting out there and I'm like, what the hell? Cause I grew up in this church. I know how long it's gonna take before they take a break and open this door. And I'm like, you know, and I'm sitting there. I said, Lord, I should not be this mad sitting up in your house. And I'm like, I should probably just go on and go home because I feel like at this point. And mind you, eight but ten people up in there. I'm like, and I'm sitting there, and I'm going through my mind. You know, they should be real happy they got a visitor. But they're going to leave me sitting out here. They ain't going to pause and say, Pastor, let me open this door. This lady been sitting out a long time. So I get up to go, and uh, 
No, this lady comes out of the lady. The lady with a screaming baby comes out. They still won't let me in. I'm like, you open the door and let her come out with that screaming baby. You could have just let me dip right on in there. Uh-uh. Threw up the hand at me, usher lady. Go sit back down. You're not coming. You're not going you're not gonna enter the church right now. Oh, y'all, I was so living, honey. I swear the devil himself came and sat next to me. I said, oh, Lord, Satan, get thee away from me. Get thee behind me. I had to pray. I had to go back to the doxology and the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, everything to pray away the thoughts I was having about the sitting out there in this little church. So I got so mad. I was like, okay, I got to go. Let me just go on somewhere else. So right at the time when I got ready to get up to go, that's when they opened the doors. I said, oh, Lord, you you testing me. You are testing me. So I said, okay, I'm going to go on in there. And uh, and I go in there, and then I, then I realized, I was like, oh, this is why I stopped going to the Methodist. That's why everybody going to the non-denominational man. They had their order of service. Whew, Jesus. That order of service. I'm like, it's still just 10 people up in here. What are y'all? Why are we still doing this? <laughs> Clearly. It's not a demand for it, but you know what? It is a demand for it because that's something I talk, talk about all the time. And kind of thinking, I may go back and visit them again. I don't know because it's like it's, it's everything I always say I want. That small group, you know, there was fellowship. They probably had dinner afterwards. I was just tired by the time we got to the end. I was like, I gotta go home. But and, and then I and then I ended up I ended up asking the good Lord for something else, and so lo and behold. Um, I saw some renovations going on at another church. It's like, oh, that's like literally walking distance from the house. I could, I could try that out. Right. And so when I went there, I found out it was a quote unquote multi, it was a new location to a multi location, larger church. And so I kind of liked it because it still, it was neighborhood people and it was new. I love new, right? It was building they were, they were, what do they call it? What is the word? They planting, they were planting the church or whatever. So then I, when I realized it was a multi, a, a multi location, I said, well, let me go to the original. So when I went to the original, I saw this big old thing where they had, they want to build this arena style church. I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I want to be a part of that. Right. It's like, no, that's not, that's not me. But then I liked the fact that we have our new, so I, that was my prayer. Keep this, keep this. Let's just keep it like this. So lo and behold, uh, maybe about a year or two into going to that church, they gave up the idea of building this huge uh, arena. Now, they didn't do it because God told them. They did it because they, they peeped the budget. They realized that with the multi-location, they were hitting the America's four middle classes. You know, the one middle class that's really doing well, the second middle class that's want to do as well as the first, the third middle class that really is the first level, the second level of the first top tier poverty, right? But yet they want to live like the first two classes. So they, even though they don't have disposable income, they dispose of their income. And then they had a location where they was really, really, truly doing God's work, right? And I only say this because somebody said it from the poor pit, <laughs> To to uh confirm what I thought, so then they had this other one where they was a church where they was really doing God's work, having one of the locations in a community that really needed the level of service, right? And see, and I was our location was probably we 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 wavered between being the second tier or the third tier, right? Because we wasn't the first. Believe you me, you weren't coming getting all our money, right? But we were disposing of some income that we shouldn't have been disposing of in the church, right? The first one was their original location. Those are the people that were probably really doing well, and they have some disposable income. They, they're, they're not uh, subjecting themselves to any hardship with their tithes and praying that they get some of it back, right? We were the second tier, whereas, you know, we're tithing because God has blessed us. And some of people are putting it in there like thinking it's the lottery. They're going to get some of it back. Then the third tier was this other location. We, I think we really might have been the third tier. Because uh, the other location is in a commercial area. So I don't, I couldn't really tell. And then they opened up another location. So it was like I really couldn't tell where. I know for me that if I put some money in there, I'd been blessed with the money. 
I wasn't expecting nothing back. That's what. That's how my flow worked. Okay, what they said. Oh, oh, Johnny Hardaway's having a birthday. I know anything that I put in there, I put it in there because I had been blessed with it. I wasn't playing. I wasn't playing. The lottery has never been a tie for me. I'm not giving and hoping I get it back tenfold or whatever. I don't know how ever people think about it. It's like I felt like if I felt like I had it, I had been blessed with it, let me give. And that's the only way. I, I didn't have that kind. I wasn't disposing of income I didn't have, right? So that's kind of what it meant for me. And But... I, I noticed a lot of times when I was leaving, I was disappointed because there was no fellowship. It's like the parking lot. They had this whole system of getting everybody out of the parking lot within like five minutes. It's like people were running out of the church. <clears throat> and I, I can understand that during football season, but on the on the regular, like we ever gonna have a we ever gonna have dinner? Is anybody gonna have a tea? Cause you know I grew up in the Matthews. I'm like, is it? I never smell any dinner. We got a whole other facility over here that nobody's using. Is there ever going to be a dinner? Are we ever going to have a tea? You know, where's the mothers of the church, right? I would sit there most of the time, y'all, I would sit there and, and I'm, I'm that sinning saint, right? I would be more fascinated with the uh, sign language interpreter than the preacher. Cause I'm like, she more into it than he is. And I, I, I sometimes I bet you she thought I was deaf because I, I was watching her more than anything else. <laughs> She probably thought she was service, servicing me because it was just so fascinating. And then they used to have the switch out, y'all. They, I used to love how they tag team each other. You know, like, they tag, they literally like tag team. You come on up. You know, it was just so fast, especially when pastor got real good and they got really into it. One thing I could not stay, and I still can't stand to this day, and I'm sorry. If, and I'm not even going to apologize. Praise dances. Y'all lose me on the praise. The praise dances and the church moms. I don't understand that. I just find that to be, it's something sacrilegious to me about, and again, I was raised up in the Methodist church, right? Okay. In the Methodist church, you just don't get close to the pulpit unless you ordained. Now I understand the church mom, that's a ministry. I know everything is a ministry in there. I understand the praise dancer. That's a ministry. I understand that's a ministry too. But in the Methodist, it's like, it's just, but so many people that can't get close to the pulpit. I'm just saying, I don't need all that extra entertainment, right? And I don't understand. I don't understand. It's like, how we complain about blackface, but then y'all go put on whiteface. I, I mean, I'm, and you get up there and you dance to, you dance to a sermon. Well, why aren't you dancing to the pastor's sermon? Right? Like, why, why aren't you, like, you got your, your sign language interpreter over here, but then you got this person over here doing something that ain't even interpreted into words. I don't want you, I'm confused. And then you got on white face and you mess around and touch the name. Somebody mess. I don't understand it, y'all. Somebody tweet me, explain that to me. And then look, now one of the real housewives for the Beyonce. People, and I know I upset people when I talk about that, when I share those videos. And I'm like, I don't get it, right? So I say, I guess I said all that to say is bring, let's bring some fellowship back as we have got about three minutes to wrap this up. I want to talk, when I talk about behavior modifications, and is this always, like, I, visitors, y'all need to, at the beginning of the church, at the beginning of you, listen, please do me this favor, because it is, it is springtime, people do start to visit churches in the springtime, because you don't have to, it ain't cold out there, there, there are very few deterrents of getting up on a Sunday morning, so the visitors are going to start coming, do me a favor, Post it somewhere, even on your website, what is required of the visitor. Because some of y'all be doing too much, okay? Some of y'all, the visitor just want to wave. That whole stand. Some people don't want to stand. Some people don't want to be acknowledged. They just coming in there trying to get their one-on-one with God or whatever y'all subscribe to, right? Some of y'all, okay, I, I don't mind handing me a CD. I don't mind somebody coming over and getting my name or this, that, quietly. Some of y'all with the whole want to do the parade, you want to stand up and hug everybody, lean over, touch the neighbor. Please don't tell me to touch the neighbor. Please, I don't want to touch the neighbor because, first of all, some of y'all got that forced seating. That's another thing. That's one of the things I didn't like about the multi multi denominational, multi-location churches, the forced seating. I don't like that. 
You didn't already force me to sit next to this person. And they weren't friendly in the parking lot. Now I done walked in behind them. And we because we behind each other, you done forced us into this road. And I really want to sit over there. I can't even go down there where the person I'm coming to visit because they came early. You know, that fourth seat, and then all throughout the summer, you can't remember the scripture or nothing. So you keep saying, touch your neighbor, shake hands with the neighbor, high-five the neighbor, reach back at the neighbor, lean over to the neighbor, jump up a shower with the neighbor. I'm like, that ain't even my neighbor. You forced me to sit here, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm, now I'm mad. And I'm one of those people, all my expression is on my face. I have to practice this face thing, right? And then... I am the original, notice on the profile, it says what? Original digital. So I've been trying to get a little piece of video. I've been trying to get some of that quiet, right? And at my church, if I ever go back, pastor be looking like, where she at? Because I know she going to put us on the YouTube, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So they be playing up to the camera. So And, and now everybody doing it, right? Because I'm the original hashtag, view from my pew, Okay. We need some behavior modifications up in the church. Is it always this? So please specify very early on what is required of the visitor. If you got a full-on parade, uh, if you expect every visitor to come down when you open the doors of the church, and please also explain what is required if you decide to join. A lot of people don't don't join don't come down there and join. Some people just want to meet you somewhere quietly. And I know somebody will go grab the scripture about do denying Jesus and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes it just ain't about. Some people don't like a whole lot of pomp and circumstance. So if you are trying to, I don't mean to, I don't mean to turn this into a what the church should do. But if you are trying to increase your membership, maybe you should have some alternative. Continue to do what you do. Because apparently that's working for you. It's showing up in the envelopes, okay? It's showing up in the budgets, right? But at the same time, have something on the alternative for those who like to worship quietly, for those who like small gestures, for those who just want a little bit of spirit, for those who just trying to modify behavior just a little bit, and they don't want to know, what well, is this all? There's a lot of people out there that would love to be baptized if it was a quiet thing, if it wasn't done, you know, and I I understand, I understand a lot of this stuff. You got to do the theatrical because it is, it does show up in the budget. I understand that. But I think, I think if you want, cause I know they always come to, Oh, such and such, how many X amount of souls we saved last week and this, that, and the other, you'd probably triple that number. If you did something on a, on a, uh, I'll turn it on a little, just a little bit of a quiet reserve. Now, I know I talked about all of that, but here's how you translate it in the last minute or so of this. Here's how you translate it into your life. There's another way to do what we do. If you can't get out of bed, there's another way to get out of bed. There's another way. There isn't. There is another side. People always say it's two sides of a coin. There's also the outer, the ring. There, there was an antidote to that. There's, I, I, I love finding two ways of doing things because one way is not going to work all the time. What did I write down? Is this always? That's the question that we have. You go and visit a church. If you ask, is this always? You trying to, you trying to ask the neighbor, and they ain't been there in a month or Sunday, so then I don't know. And then they don't want you talking with them. They don't even want you looking over at their Bible app, right? Because you can't get no Wi-Fi on yours. So they don't even, they don't even, they see you ain't even got a book or scripture or hymn or don't even know the hymn or don't know the scripture. And they don't even lean over like, here, look at this, here, here, hold my phone. Because ain't nobody got no Bible, no hymn no more. It's all on their phone. I grew up in a house and we had Bibles, we had hymnals, we had all that kind of stuff. Because my grandmother, my grandfather was one of the founders of the church, both of them. And my grandmother used to hold these teas all the time. So I got a little bit of shade to this thing. I, I could talk about it. And that's the thing about it is everybody can't talk about it. I can talk about it. That's why I do this thing called How to Get Out of Bed, these podcasts. Um, I want you guys to go. I had a little other thing I was going to show. But I want you guys to go and have yourself 
a great day. Whether you subscribe to a seven-day week or you subscribe to a nine-day cycle, whatever you subscribe to, the, you just you need to do this by the hour, by the minute, by the day, by the week, by the month, by the year. Wherever you need to go in, into your mind, into your soul to feel that you have accomplished something, do that. It was good to hear your point of view about the church. I just find it an interesting place right now. And I think that the church is trying to maintain as well as trying to find itself, you know, but I study behaviors and that's, that's just what I do. And there's something to the behaviors of the people that are now up in the church. And oftentimes we want to fault the leadership that's in the pulpit. Like this guy, John Gray, don't get me started on them. The, 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 the people that God has given them a church, God has given them everything that they could ever want for, but for some reason they out here searching for this secular success. And I don't understand that, right? I don't understand what time is because I got to catch my show. But even in, even in who they are right now, is it always, are they going to keep, they're going to make some mistakes. And I said that from a branding's perspective, the very first moment they signed on that deal with Oprah and, and own. Right. Like they get ready to do this reality show and the reality show ain't what we thought it was. And it's like, and then here come all these other trappings and all that kind of stuff. You can do that stuff quietly. The fact of what you want praise for is the wrong thing. And oftentimes we find it because guess what? At the end of the day, when that praise don't come and if that's what you have put all of your hope on is how somebody is going to react or engage to what you are doing. And if that doesn't come, guess what's going to happen the next morning? You will not be able to get out of bed. You will not be able to get out of bed. So you've got to make sure that you are doing things out here for the right reasons. You've got to make sure that your behaviors are clearly yours and not just something because everybody's doing it or that's a new thing or, or this, that, and the other. Because when you wake up, it's that's between you in the order of this universe and all that you subscribe to that breath of life wasn't given to you so that you can go and waste it on all this other stuff. And it's just, it, that's just not what it is. So if you spent yesterday, you know, getting your wardrobe perfect and going and getting in that seat and thinking you were going to hear this or feel this. And then you come out of there and you didn't hear it and you didn't feel it. And then you thinking there's something wrong. It's like you were just in the wrong place. You put, you put the wrong value on it. Turn back to a couple of those pages. If you were keeping a journal and looking at it, we talked about value. We talked about it as soon as you know. And, and so the question of the day, is this always this thing that you feel, this thing, that, this energy that I have right now, it's not always trying to make the world their state. That's what they're doing. They're trying to make the world their state. And, and the thing about it is, they had the world stage when they were doing it for the right reason. And no, the people tell me, well, they got all these haters. The ha- well, haters are attracted to errors, H-A-T-E, highly attracted to errors. You own, when you see a person talking about they got haters, look closer. Find the error. You'll find that there's an error. And they ended up making so many errors, and now they got to shake. All they got to do is just stop. The one thing you can stop doing is making an error. The one thing you can stop is, is a mistake. You can stop a train wreck. You, there's plenty there. Let me tell you, each and every day, you can stop a train I've seen people stop a train wreck. I, live, I have lived near train tracks all my life. I grew up in the shadow of a train yard. You probably have heard a train or two on my scopes. I am always around a train. I have seen them stop a train wreck. When you hear that whistle blowing a little bit longer than it is, it's trying to stop a train wreck. You can't stop a train wreck. Unfortunately, train wrecks are so exciting, you can't stop watching them. And that's what is happening right now. We're watching a, a not even a slow moving, but a fast moving train wreck. Hey, Miss Juana jumps on there. We are watching a fast moving train wreck. Even that, you can minimize damage. You can minimize damage, even. Of a, in a train wreck, you can minimize the damage. I've seen train wrecks where they minimize the damage, right? I've seen a train push a car halfway down the track 
and yet still minimize the damage, uh, uh, avoid the loss of life. Hey, that ice just came in. I love your new profile. It's awesome. Thank you, girl. We had to put some branding on here because this is a full-on project that I'm pitching now. I'm in pitch mode, okay? Um, so, and, and then on top of that, you know, and then you've got those train wrecks where people just totally, 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 uh-oh, Cardi B done rejected the plea deal. You got, you got the other thing where, um, it's just, it's just bound to happen. Like Cardi B, is Cardi, is that a slow moving train wreck? It's what's going on there, right? And it's just, again, behavior modification. You have got to modify the behavior. They're every, each, all of us have got somebody around us. We want them to modify the behavior. They want me to, somebody want me to modify my behavior of a podcast. Well, I'm looking at the time clock and I'm looking and I'm going to get out of here in about a minute. I'm going to wrap this thing up. So, um, if you want more, if you didn't hear your antidote on this, sometimes you can come back and mute me and just watch the conversations and you'll get something out of there. Um, these are again, just some thoughts that we share. We try to, we try to see what's going on in the world. And depending what's on the train, it can be explosive. Ooh. Ooh, you wrong for that, Vern. Exactly. And that's usually, those are the ones who, who carry the explosives. They are the most expert in stopping the train wrecks. Okay, because they've seen it. Blessings, Yolanda. Wonderful fellow viewers. Uh, those are the ones that are really expert. And, and that's another thing, too. Leave it to the experts. Leave some of this stuff to the expert. Leave some of this stuff to people who can get it, who can get her done and get her done properly. All right, guys. So on starting out with a blank page, we've had a whole lot of conversation. Um, we have resolved that today we're going to modify our behaviors. Is it always? That's the question. The question you're going to ask yourself all day today, each and every day. We try to come up with a question so that we can. Yesterday we um, did. I didn't know. I wrote down my. I had to grab another journal yesterday. I didn't have this journal handy. Um, but that one, the day before yesterday, we talked about our thermostat. We were going to check our thermostat for integrity all day. Today, we're going to ask, we're going to, we're going to peak our uh, behaviors and ask ourselves, is, is this always, we're going to watch our behaviors and we're going to watch some of the behaviors of those around us. Cause there's a whole lot of things that we are tolerating. And there are some things that are new. There are some things that are old. But the question is, is this always the only thing that the only things that should be always and forever in your life is really the good things and how you how you come through and surpass and overcome the bad things. You should always be able to overcome those. And I know sometimes, you know, you might not do them expediently. You might not come through them unscathed, but as long as you come through. As long as you can, at some point in your life, say, I came through, I survived it. I've survived a lot. And I can still smile and hold my head up and all that kind of stuff. Um, even yesterday, I feel like there were some scabs from yesterday. But that's always the case when you have to get around, get around family. But I, I, was able, I, I was able to say, oh, this is not always. This is just something that is the result of some of the trauma uh, everybody's still kind of coming through that. So it's not always, it hasn't. And then there are some things was, girl, this is all, this is always, I don't know why you tripping. I don't know why you feel like it's different. I don't know why you feel like it's going to change because this is the behavior that in the mix of this, this is the cocktail of behaviors. And it's going to always taste like this. When you mix this and that, and this and that, it's going to always taste like this. So do what? Stop tasting it. <laughs> stop tasting that cocktail. Stop mixing that cocktail because you already know. And the one thing you cannot put in a cocktail is what you bring. That's the only thing I cannot add to that is what's always about me. And what's always about me is I want to I want to fix it and I'm trying to fix it. My uh, my uh, my other daughter says it, I take it too far. So I'm like, look. The only thing I cannot put in the cocktail is what I brought. I'm going to take mine back on home with me. And the blessing of it is I get to go home. I get to leave the cocktail right here with whatever y'all stirring up, and I get to go home. I get to go on and do what I need to do, right? So that's the only, that's the only thing I could, I could change in that recipe was 
not add my own ingredient. And so I kept my ingredient and I zipped it and I said, let me go on and do something else. It doesn't, guess what? So therefore I modified what? Not everybody's behavior. I modified my own behavior and therefore it wasn't always. And for that, we got a brand new day. And guess what we don't have to do in this brand new day? We don't have to worry about yesterday. And on that note, as I look at my phone, I have got 40 seconds and counting to get set to watch me some Wendy Williams and other shows and uh, and work on some stuff. And when I hit this stop button, I'm going to rip this audio. I'm then going to load this out, send this out through syndication. It's going to be all on your favorite platform. So if you want to tell a friend to come and check it out, the replay will be here where you are right now, as well as it's going to hit the uh, all of your favorite podcast platforms. Because this is just another day. We have, all, we have figured out, y'all, how to do what we do and do it best. And that is how to get out of bed. Have a great day. Bye. Go now to dryerbuzz.com and follow at dryerbuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.